Hello, hello. First of all, thank you so much for being here because you're tuned in to a brand new episode of Tipod, and I am uniquely excited about today's guest because this is not our first rodeo. We have spoken before in detail, talked all the things. Didn't we talk about onboarding when I was on your show, Dallas? Yeah, I we talked we about onboarding and that big mistake of like trying to skip the first 90 days of training. It was really... Yep really juicy. Yeah, we had a juicy conversation on her podcast. So of course, I was like, uh, ma'am, we need to get you on Tipod so you can share your goodness with the community. So let me go ahead and let you in on who Dallas Travers is, because she believes that most coaches are honestly complicating things out of their fear of rejection, failure, or even the unknown. So unfortunately, they're wasting valuable time and money bouncing from one super complex strategy to the next, second-guessing themselves at every turn. And this allows them to play busy, but kind of hide from the world. So inside her six-figure coach club, Dallas teaches the ripple effect system to help her clients build sustainable habits designed to propel them well into six figures without any distracting like bells or whistles. And those of us who have been in business and those who are listening who are relatively new in business, the bells and whistles, the shiny object syndrome, all of the above just runs rampant. So learning how to kind of simplify and streamline and do all of this thinking is a true gift. And I love that that's what, that's the energy that Dallas brings into the space. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and Trained Industrial Organizational Psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. Tipod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So today I'm super excited, ma'am, to talk to you about utilizing our calendars to overcome procrastination because I will say personally, I started using my Google Calendar like a lifeline this year, Mm -hmm. and it was just out of sheer necessity because I was terrified of missing things. And so Mm -hmm. I'm also being a little selfish. Like I want all the tips. I want all of the top things that I can do to make this better and make it work for me because I also, fun fact, am a procrastinator. So I have to put in, I don't know, I basically have to lie to myself these days to make sure that I don't procrastinate too much. So before we dive into that conversation, I should take 10 steps back and allow you to first just kind of introduce yourself and give us more of a colorful story around what brought you here today. Thank you so much for that intro. I'm really happy to be here. 
Um, I am a Capricorn, so being organized and uh, thinking ahead and planning and checking things off my list is my happy place. Even I remember... I was probably seven. Are you in first grade when you're seven? Right. So I was seven years old and I made these hangers with the days of the week written on them so that every Sunday I could pick out my outfits for the whole week and hang them in order and just feel like at peace with the world. So I'm excited for our conversation today because I realized that not everyone thinks that way. And by taking a a different approach to our calendar, we end up forcing ourselves to get honest about where we overcommit and forcing ourselves to get honest about what we're avoiding. So I'm excited to dive into that. I'll tell you a little bit about me first. My first business was actually coaching actors. I'm not an actor. I've never actually even been on a film set. So there's there's that. But um, I lived in Los Angeles and I worked at a talent agency that ended up being a scam company. I didn't know it. So I worked there for about three weeks. And then I left and realized that there's a space here for actors to really be taught to think like a business owner or like an entrepreneur and then have more confidence. So I started this coaching business for actors and it ended up being incredibly successful and making a pretty big impact on the industry as well as the lives of so many actors. And then what happened Tiana was coaches started to seek me out to say, Hey, like, what are you doing exactly? And will you show me? So that's how I evolved into being a coach who coaches coaches on how to coach other coaches, right? <laughs> that coaching pyramid scheme. But for me, it's really part of my my evolution and my growth. And I am really passionate about helping coaches pass that first six-figure barrier because with that comes some freedom to make different choices in your business some freedom to start to hire and delegate, which I know is your specialty. And also this confidence that this proof that all the work I have put in and this decision to be an entrepreneur is the right one for me. Uh, Plus, I just believe the world would be a better place if we all felt super safe to ask for what we want. And coaching is the framework to help people ask for what they want and create it for themselves. First of all, I had no idea that you were a coach for actors. That's the coolest niche ever. Like, that's pretty cool. So I love that that's where you got started. Yeah. Talk about a niche, y'all. Like, I'm a coach for actors in LA. That's what I do. That's really, really amazing. Um, I wanted, for sure, to just dive straight in, to be honest with you. I want to hear all of the goodness that you have to bring to the table around figuring out how we can combat this procrastination stuff. Because again, I'll speak to, you know, your audience where you're helping these other coaches really surpass that six figure mark to get that confidence, gain that respect for themselves and really feel like, yeah, I made the right decision starting this business, doing this thing. And I feel like procrastination is a really big roadblock to achieving that. And many of us definitely struggle with it, especially if, you know, nine times out of 10, the people that I spoke to, whenever they're starting their business, it's probably one of the first, maybe the second business that they've ever started. So figuring out that process just seems to be a really big theme. I hear people talking about, you know, yeah, I'm going into a launch and it's supposed to be in two weeks, but I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, yep, been there, done that. I get you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something we all face. So I would love to just dive into that conversation. Sure, sure. So 
I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but there are certain things that I know will move the needle in my business. They also happen to be the things I'm most afraid of. So I will for sure find other projects to take on in order to fool myself into thinking I'm too busy to do the important stuff. I see this a lot with newer business owners and newer coaches because really putting ourselves out there to be visible, to draw in an audience and ideal clients, it feels super risky and vulnerable and scary. So if you can give me a spreadsheet to work on instead, I will take the spreadsheet any day. So often we lump overcommitment and procrastination into the same category. And I think it's important to tease them out because uh, I think a side effect of procrastination is overcommitment, like I just said, right? If I have all, all these things I have to do, then I'm off the hook of doing, uh, going live on Instagram, right? Because I'm not that comfortable with it. So what I discovered was I can use a tool that I live by every day, which is my calendar. For coaches, if you're working with clients, you have them scheduled, right? So this is a tool that we all have at our disposal. Let's take it to another level and turn our calendars into a mirror to really reveal where we're overcommitting, where we're not keeping our words with ourselves, and also where we're telling ourselves we have a priority that just doesn't actually exist. Okay, so... The first step around this is to get really clear on three things, the goals you want to accomplish, the assets you need to have in place in order to accomplish those goals, and I'll spell that out in a second, and then the actions that need to be taken in order to acquire those assets. So it's goals, assets, and actions. I'll give you a concrete example. So let's pretend that I'm launching a course and my goal is 120 students in the program. Assets, I, and I'm going to launch with a webinar, right? So I need, I've done this before. I know my metrics. I know how many people I need to have enrolled in the webinar. It's around 1,200. I also know that typically 10% of my list enrolls in any free, free training that I do. So the asset I need is 12,000 active subscribers on my mailing list. Okay. Super concrete. The next step, what actions do I need to take to get 12,000 subscribers on my mailing list? And that can, you know, this is where you get to choose your own adventure. Are you guesting on podcasts? Are you going live every day? Are you doing lead magnet swaps? The actions you take can feel aligned with your values and your strengths and your interests. But we want to make sure that those actions are directly aligned with the assets we need to accomplish the goals that we want especially in if you're in the online space because everyone has a different track to and this different thing you need. I almost signed up for a social media program yesterday because the sales page was so pretty, right? <laughs> so there are so many distractions. So knowing what our goals are and the assets that we need, we can be more um, conscientious about the actions that we choose to commit to. I love that. And I, I think that it, again, it brings a level of intentionality, it brings a level of forethought into what we're doing. Cause I, I found, and I'll use myself as an example in the early days, you know, it's just kind of like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Hmm, what am I going to do today? And you just pull things out of the air. So it would be random Pinterest graphics that I feel like I need or this or that, or this or that literally the options are endless. And at the end of the day, were they all connected to 
some sort of benefit, I guess, in a very loose way. But did Mm -hmm. I actually have a through line into bottom line based on the goals I've set out for myself? I know this action is, like you said, attached to this asset. And this asset is going to help me achieve that goal. Absolutely not. That is not at all how I was operating. And it took a long time to figure that out. And if I'm being honest, I think we could all get better at it. I definitely could. So I love that you, I love that you call it out in that way though. It makes a lot of sense. Thank you. And can we all just talk about Canva for a second? (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. It's the easiest place to procrastinate, right? So those distractions are everywhere. So now that we're really clear on where it is we're going and what we need to pack in order to get there, The next step I recommend is just breaking your actions into categories, right? Just so that it'll feed into the next step, which is designing your ideal week. So in my business, I have a category just called team. So that's when we have team meetings. That's when I do any admin related to the team. It's just really focused on my team. I have another category for client delivery. So when I'm actually in sessions with clients or hosting six-figure coach club calls, I have a category for content creation. And then another weird category that's just called initiatives because every quarter in my business, we're taking on a different project. So I already for the year have built in space to work on that unknown project that we decide on every quarter. It's already built in. So let's just be real. I would give myself like a B minus in class. What I'm teaching you today, I would say I'm about a B minus in terms of sticking with it and implementing But the beauty of this is it helps me get on back on track so efficiently when I fall off track instead of losing weeks or months at a time. So we've got our goals and our assets and our actions. Now our actions are divided into categories and the categories seem pretty clear. Don't forget categories like family time or exercise or these other, other things that are really important to you that tend to get to fall to the wayside if uh, if you love work as much as I do. All right, so now comes the fun part, which is we've got our categories. We're going to go into our calendar system. I use Google Calendar and create a, a separate calendar called Ideal Week. That calendar, I like to make the color a really light gray because it's actually going to live in the background of your real calendar. So I look at my ideal week and Mondays, the whole day is blocked off from nine to fours, usually when I work, for team. I have some time on Tuesday and Thursday morning blocked off for client delivery. Wednesday is broken up into initiative and content creation. So everything owns space. And then Fridays are just me me time. So now when I, I log into my calendar, what I see is... What I say I want, just poking at me behind what I actually commit to. Because on top of those grayed out categories are my actual appointments. Wow. I use Google Calendar. So I'm yeah. I'm envisioning all of this in my head right now. And that's why I started laughing because I was like, wow, what I say I want versus what I actually put on this dang on calendar. If I looked at it even last week, I would probably laugh a little bit and be like, Tiana, come on, let's get back on track here. I love that. I've never actually, I don't, I've never, not 
yeah, I definitely have never seen anybody approach it in that way. And I think that for me, that feels really helpful and really realistic because one, it's not, I don't know how to put this. Sometimes I see people recommend we just batch off those blocks of times on the calendar. And then the reality is I break the calendar that I've set because Mm -hmm. I go against that. So something about actually having it as one of those overlay makes it feel one manageable, but then two, like we just talked about a visual reality check. So sometimes, yeah, I may have to break and I just can't for whatever reason, something came up, I just can't do it. But if that's like becoming a habit or a pattern, I'm able to see and catch myself in it. I, genius, I love it. So I live by, you know what it reminds me of? When I was an early, like a teenager, leaving the house and my my poor mom, right, calling out saying, remember who you are. Like that was her, her hope for me. And it's sort of like the passive aggressive parent just poking at you in your calendar to remind you what you said you wanted. So that's literally <laughs> it. Remember who you are. Remember what you said. Tiana, yeah. don't stray too far. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by ClickUp. Now look, there are a lot of project management systems out there, and this is a question that I get pretty much on a weekly basis. Which system should I choose? Now, you know my belief, your system is highly dependent on how you work and how your team works best. However, I am not shy about sharing my favorite of the bunch. It's ClickUp. When it comes to daily team management, I have personally found that ClickUp provides everything you need. My team uses ClickUp for just task management, to house our headquarter resources, and for ongoing communication. My favorite part, with the unlimited version, you get access to the dashboards, which has totally replaced Slack for us, and I am a streamlined systems type of woman. I highly recommend it if you have a team, and guess what? It couldn't be easier or better. You can go to tianatai.com clickup and get 50% off of your very first year. I'm telling you. off. Just head to www.tianatai.com slash clickup to snag that today. So you bring up a really good point, which is this is an ideal week. Life happens. But what we're looking for here are patterns, right? And maybe for one thing, for example, is I used to block off a whole day for content creation. And for me, somehow a whole day felt like too much pressure. And so I would start, I or I would say to myself, okay, I know it's not going to take all day. So let me schedule these other things at the beginning of the day. And then the day would get eaten up. So we learn our own strengths and natural tendencies by just comparing what we do with what we say we want to do. It also for me reminds me how often I overcommit because I get excited. I'm a real visionary. I get excited. I want to take something on. And then I try to just pile it on and I'm just either stressing myself out or pushing deadlines or doing everything not very well. So, all right. So that's the next phase here. We've got our categories. And then at the beginning of the week, it usually works well for me to do it Sunday evening. That's when I start to kind of ramp up for my week because I don't work on Fridays. So Sunday evening, I will look at my categories And I've got this block, for example, for content creation. I will then in the notes 
plug in, okay, what am I doing during this time? Or even on top of the grayed out content creation space, put appointments, uh, a 45 minute appointment to go live, and then a 90 minutes to write intros to my podcast episodes. So we can then stack our actions that we identified, right? Make appointments for those individual actions inside of the reserved time that we've already intentionally blocked off. Ooh, that's interesting. And utilizing the notes feature is also very interesting as well. I like that for sure. Huh. You're having us all that y'all, I hope you have your notebooks out. She's just breaking <laughs> down all the actionable steps that we should be taking right here. Okay. What happens next? Okay. So now we've got, we've got our actual appointments. Oh, I want to say one other thing. So I work with coaches, right? And if you're a coach and you're, let's say you're just starting out and ideally you, you're aiming for six private clients in a week, block that time off even before you have the clients. And what you can do with that time is take actions to get clients. So now you're not changing your ideal week all the time. It's like, this is what I'm intentional about. This is the vision I'm creating. And if, I'm, if I haven't arrived at the destination yet for client appointments to go in that spot, let me take action to bring in clients. Okay. Also life-changing because I can think back, legitimately, I think back to when I first entered this space and hearing people talk about batch working and whatnot always felt really good theoretically. Um, but the reality of being in that scenario is like, okay, why would I dedicate Thursday to client work? I don't have clients yet. Like I'm just trying to get this together or that together or this together, but you make such a good point. It's making the space also energy for my woo people yeah, out there. Totally. I'm so here for that. When you just think about what it means to energetically still save the space and still dedicate the actions that you're taking to what that future state is going to look like. Mind blown. Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm just enjoying this entire I'm conversation. I'm so glad. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm such a nerd for this stuff. So I'm really happy that you're happy. All right. So what happens next is we just start to observe. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. So we've got our ideal week. On top of that, we have our actual week. Where are, what is our calendar telling us? I said earlier that our calendar can become a mirror. What is it telling us? It might be telling us that, wow, I really say I want to start a podcast and yet I, that, that space always gets filled up with other things. So I either need to complete it or delete it. I either need to just admit to myself that I want to do a podcast and right now is not the time. Or I need to get the support I need to complete that project. Sometimes it's a little bit of pressure by announcing to your audience the date of your first podcast episode, right? That'll put you into action pretty quickly. Sometimes it's delegating parts of that process to your team because if they're doing their work, then you have to show up and do your own. Sometimes it's hiring a coach to walk you through whatever it is you're learning. So when we notice patterns around where we're not keeping our word, then we can we either need to we commit to completing it or admit to just deleting it so that we can feel confident and good about what we're doing in our business. The other thing that I tend to notice is just, oh, wow, things either take way less time than I think they should or way more time. There's no gray area there for me. I either really undershoot it or 
completely overshoot it. So then I start to get more realistic about what my idea, what's actually possible in my ideal week. So I can shift my ideal week around and really set it up to hit the goal of that gray ideal week on the calendar matching the actual calendar uh, and the appointments that we schedule every week. And again, we're just aiming for a passing grade in class. I use this system to help me get back on track. So many thoughts going through my head because um, another recommendation that I also used to hear all the time was track your time. So use a Mm -hmm. thing like toggle or something like that. Some people are really, really good at that. I am not one of those people. Um, I tried it for like a day and was like, absolutely not. So with that in mind, this definitely feels a lot more manageable just based on how I naturally already like to run things. So that feels really good to me. And then back to the conversation about layering the two calendars. So the gray ideal week versus what's actually happening. Something that came to mind for me was if I go back and look at my calendar right now, I'll see the appointments and I'll be like, okay, we focused a lot on this, a lot on that, but I don't have anything to visually anchor that to what it is that I was shooting for. And now that we've talked about it for a few more minutes, that has become a really big selling point for this for me. Y'all, FYI, when we get off, I'm opening up my calendar. Well, actually, according to my calendar, I think I have another interview today. But after that, I'm (laughs) opening up my calendar because I want to try this. And I think that there's a lot of power to being able to just immediately visually anchor it to what it is that you were shooting for. Because again, if I just open up my calendar and look at it, I'll probably just shrug and be like, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of balance things pretty well, but I don't really have anything to, I don't have the measuring stick and you're building in the measuring stick to be there every single day. I can see why this would really resonate with you because you're so into KPIs. We essentially have created a way to, we've designed a success metric here, which you're all about, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And let me call this out to you, because when you said earlier, you said, and I I know about your team, I know who's on and all that. So you have a day that you dedicate or a part of a day or something like that, you said Mm -hmm. that you dedicate to the team. And that also popped in my mind when we were talking about having a day that we dedicate to your current clients, or if you're new and you're trying to get the clientele up, your future clients. And what I wanted to say, because you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are here for that team's goodness. I just wanted to call it out because I have had so many clients, just colleagues, friends who want the team, but they don't prioritize the work effort that it actually takes to get the team in place. And you know me, I educate a lot about y'all. It's a lot more than what people make it sound like. Like this takes a lot of energy, you know, onboarding can take up to 90 days, that sort of thing. And so I love the fact that we can take that same logic we applied to spending the time on the future clients to spending the time on the future team. So if you know that outsourcing and delegating is something that's going to take your company to whatever your next level is, even before you have the team, you could do what Dallas said and block off that time to where like, hey, yeah, I am going to make sure this job description or I'm going to talk to my legal advisor to make sure these contracts are in place at this time. Like we can be taking the steps throughout before the team is in place so that we're not scrambling. By the time it's just like, I need to hire and I need to hire now. So I had to call that out because that is some gold right there. 
Thank you. Yeah. And I just have learned so much that the team, if what you want is a team to really elevate the business, as the leader, I have to elevate my team, right? And that does require time. And I have made the mistake of hiring because I was up to my eyeballs in work. And then you just like grab someone who you see in the <laughs> hallway and pull them into the office. To Come help me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We've all done it. Whether it's, you know, a recommendation, a friend, a family member, we're all like, right. somebody come help me immediately because the world is burning. Please yeah. help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Any final thoughts, tips that we didn't get to that you really want to make sure hits home for the people that are going to be like me and go put this calendar together as soon as they get off? Yeah. Um, something to be aware of is that this will feel like it's not for you. In the beginning. So my strong encouragement is that you try it for three weeks so that you can identify truly what aspects of what I've shared aren't for you instead of just deciding that the whole thing doesn't work. Because it will feel uncomfortable. And I know for me, it always feels like there isn't an, there aren't enough hours in the day to fit my entire ideal week in which is telling so this will likely bring up challenging conversations that you will have to have with yourself and with your team if you have one um, because most of us entrepreneurs we just tend to overcommit because it's just so fun and exciting and we want to do all the new things so like, I what be, I really I want to be on all yeah. the podcasts and I want to do all the conferences and I want to coach and I want to have a mastermind and I want to run my own podcast and I want and 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 yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I feel like I'm going to get a reality check for yeah. sure. I'm excited about it though. This will bring up <laughs> stuff and so just receive it at instead of receiving it as a sign that the process doesn't work, receive it as an invitation to make the process your own and have some hard conversations make some hard decisions. All right, ma'am. So as everybody's having hard conversations and making hard decisions and they want to like slide into your DMs and be like, Dallas, what have you done? I appreciate it, but I want to complain a little bit. (laughs) Where can they find you and connect with you? And thank you for the magic that is about to happen to all of our calendars. Yeah, I'm excited. I would love to hear the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers on Instagram, so that's easy. Also, my website is dallastravers.com. All the easy pl- – look, we love we love when it's just as simple as the name. That's always my yeah. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much. I will be sliding into your DMs to Yay. tell you how my calendar experience goes as well. Great. Thanks for having me. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>